This is your wake up call. DJ Envy, Angela Ying, Charlemagne the God. The realest show on the planet. This is why I respect this show because this is a voice of society. Changing the game. You guys are the, the coveted morning show, but y'all earn that. Impact in the culture. They wake up in the morning and they, they want to hear that breakfast club. The world's most dangerous morning show. Be in the mother. Be in the- You want to start off? Okay, hit the reset button. Okay, come on. Let's do it. (laughs) He's trolling in here like that. (laughs) Hey! Morning, guys. Good morning, USA! Yo, 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Hey, good morning, DJ Envy. Charlamagne the God. Feast to the planet is Tuesday! Yes, it's Tuesday. Yes, it is. What's happening? I am beat today. What's up, guys? You got a long week ahead of you. Um, so my mom's birthday is this week, so I took her out to dinner. Happy birthday, Mama Yee. Her birthday is on the 26th. And um, my friend Michael Kaiser, his mom's birthday was yesterday. So we did, we, last year we ended up randomly doing a joint birthday for our moms together. And so they had so much fun, we did it again this year. And it was a lot of work because I was in charge of the playlist, which is the most annoying thing. And it's just me playing music off my, my phone, but everybody kept having requests. And then I had to keep on paying attention to what music was playing. I couldn't even relax. Why you just don't put title on and let track radio start? Because everybody wanted to hear specific songs. Yeah, I ain't got time for that. See, I know. And I'm trying to appease everyone. And then I'm trying to make sure my mom hears the songs. Then here's a fun fact. Uh, Mike Kaiser, who's the president of Atlantic Records, his mom used to be in a singing group. And what was so, the name of the group? Uh, the Jeanettes. And so I pulled up her song The from, Jeanettes? Yeah. It's so it's like the more Jean- than one Jeanette? I guess. That is the a Jeanette. silly name. That's like the Keisha's, <laughs> the Shaniqua's. They didn't blow up. Yeah, they didn't make the it Jeanette's. up. So I, I pulled up the Jesus song and Christ. we were playing that and it was it was very cute. But oh, okay. happy birthday to my mom. And my brother's birthday is coming up also this week. So it's a busy week for me just because of family obligations. Did the Jeanette's make money? Um... I don't know. Enough to get Kaiser some glasses. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I know. Okay. Right. Now, shout out to ASAP Ferg. Uh, yesterday, ASAP Ferg had a dinner in uh, Jersey. We invite all the DJs. He plays his album, and it's just an appreciation dinner. Now, here at the Breakfast Club, we usually don't make those type of dinners because, I'll be honest with you, they're usually like 8, 9 o'clock, and we got to be in bed early because we got to be up at 4. But uh, ASAP Ferg is a guy that always supports everything that I do. Comes to my car shows, my birthday parties, and all that. So... I stopped through yesterday. That's why I'm tired. That's nice morning. of you. Yeah, so shout out to ASAP for his new album. His EP is out right now. It's called uh, Floor Seats. Yeah. That's what it's called? Yeah, Floor Seats. So shout out to ASAP for guy. I had an event last night at uh, 92Y. Me and my man Kevin Love with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Dropping the clues bombs for Kevin Love. We was out there discussing our favorite subject, mental health, because, you know, we both started going to therapy a couple years ago. And I, I think if, if you remember when uh, Kevin Love had a panic attack and had to leave the game. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And that was, that was the first time he ever got clinically diagnosed with anxiety, mm. even though he had been experiencing that his whole life. But, yeah, we had a great conversation last night at, at 92Y, man, because the, the one thing I say about eradicating the stigma around mental health, the only way to do that is to tell your story. God. And that's what we're all doing. We're telling good, our good, stories. Good. I remember you he did it. that letter. Was it in the Players' Tribune? Yep. Mm-hmm. And he did a letter. He did a letter just, you know, discussing why he decided to, 
you know, actually start seeking mental health treatment and going to a therapist and telling people about his anxiety and things of that nature. So, okay. yeah, that's my guy. And shout to uh, Caesar and the real estate team that came up yesterday, Matt, uh, Sabine, Jose, the credit dude. I mean, we got so many calls about people interested in investing into their own communities and yes. buying their first properties and buying their first homes. So we were at the office talking to people all day long, trying to help people out and explain to them how to get into the real estate game. Like I said, if you get an opportunity, you know, buy a book about real estate. You know, there's so many free podcasts. Look online. It's just a matter of creating generational wealth, and it's something that you should get into. All right? All right. Now, let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about? All right, what is going on in the Ukraine? There's a scandal, and it all has to do with Donald Trump and Joe Biden and Joe Biden's son, Hunter. Donald Trump is the man. I just want y'all to know that, okay? Well, Straight I see the gangster. Man. Oh, Straight gangster, and there's nothing nobody can do about it, and there's nothing anybody seems to want to do about it. You hear me, Democrats? I'm talking to you. Nancy Pelosi, I'm talking to you. You're very cowardly right now. All right. All right. Well, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee. Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. The last night in Monday Night Football, the Bears beat the Redskins 31-15. Now, what else are we talking about, Yee? Uh, let's talk about Donald Trump and this whole Ukraine scandal. So they're trying to figure out whether or not Donald Trump pressured Ukraine to investigate uh, Joe Biden. What are they trying to figure out? He said it. Rudy Giuliani said it. They confessed to it. Right, and there's... <laughs> So so far, this is what Trump supporters are saying. They're saying there's no evidence because it was a an, an, uh, whistleblower who raised the alarm who only was operating with a secondhand knowledge of Trump's conversation. That's but, what Trump supporters... But Rudy Giuliani confirmed it last week on his CNN. Own his own lawyer. All right, now, <laughs> here's what Donald Trump had to say about his conversation with uh, uh, on behalf of... Ukraine to where you're talking about Joe Biden and Joe Biden's son Hunter. Conversation I had was largely congratulatory, was largely corruption, all of the corruption taking place, was largely the fact that we don't want our people like Vice President Biden and his son creating to the, the corruption already in the Ukraine. What? I just want the uh, Democrats to know that they are absolute cowards. Okay, they they keep saying things like we got to follow the evidence and we have to investigate to see if Trump actually asked Ukraine to investigate. There's nothing to investigate. Why investigate what they have already confessed to? Giuliani said it happened. Trump said it happened. But nobody seems to care. Yes, every and this actually goes back to what happened in Russia and how they were able to uh, actually influence the U.S. election. So this could actually be one of the worst political crises of a presidency that's been. Around Now, here is what Joe Biden has said in response to Donald Trump's Ukraine phone conversation. Thou should investigate this. This oh appears to be an overwhelming abuse of power. Really? To get on the phone with a foreign leader who is looking for help from the United States and ask about me and imply things if that's what happened. His whole presidential campaign has been an abuse of power. All right, there's nothing to investigate. Why do you have to investigate what they have already confessed? The fact of the matter is the Democrats, Nancy Pelosi, they are scared to impeach. They are scared to death of Donald Trump. Donald Trump is a whole gangster out here. He is 50 cent, and nobody wants to say anything to him when he gets to going. Well, Donald Trump is not taking impeachment seriously at all. Here's what he said about possibly being impeached. Not at all, seriously. What, we what had a perfect you phone call with the president of Ukraine. It's just a Democrat witch hunt. Here we go again. The one who's got the problem is Biden. Biden did what they would like to have me do, except for one problem. I didn't do it. 
What Biden did is a disgrace. What his son did is a disgrace. The son took money from Ukraine. The son took money from China. China would love to see. He would. They could think of nothing they'd rather see than Biden get in because they will take this great deal that we're about to make and they would really have themselves a, a deal for what, themselves. What if I was Donald Trump, I wouldn't worry about impeachment either. Why would I worry about impeachment when the only people that can impeach you is a bunch of cowards? They're not going to do it. They're scared to death. Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats are scared to death. And there's no of evidence of any wrongdoing by Biden or by his son Hunter at all at this time. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your front page news. That's your president, Donald Trump. Trump. Scared of a bunch of cowards? What? They're not going to do nothing. All right. They ain't done nothing thus far. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night, bad morning, or maybe you feel blessed and you want to spread some positivity. 800-585-1051 is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Trav, what up? Get it off your chest, Trav. Yo, what's up, Trav? Hi, Trav. Hey, my beautiful Angela G. How hey, you boo. Doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. What's up, sir? What up, sis? How are you? I'm doing good. Hey, you? Yes. Yeah, um, you were not looking too good. Oh, our team? No, no, no. Not my team. <laughs> That's your team now. Ain't you from Philly? <laughs> oh, you picked the Eagles, you? Yeah? Well, no, I said I was leaning toward it. Oh, you got to pick a yeah, team by now. Yeah, come on yeah, now. They're just leaning towards them. <laughs> I haven't picked yet. I'm going to pick by the end of the day. Oh, my goodness. Hey, Trav. You? Your team 3-0, and right? Our team is 3-0. and Drop one of Clues Bonds for the Dallas Cowboys. Hey, hey, hey. This, hey, this is usually when things sure. start going down. What do you want, Trav? This, this, this 3-0 three, three talk. Don't worry about it. You don't understand 3-0 <laughs> and o talk, Envy. What hey, do you want, Trav? Congratulations. I see that y'all going on tour. Yes, we'll be uh, in Philly. Stop in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. We're kicking off the lip service tour in Philly. That's right. Listen. Check your DM me because I asked you a question. What'd you say? About Philadelphia. I said, check your DM because I asked you a question about Philadelphia. Okay, all right. Chad, what do you want this morning, man? <laughs> he I wants to talk about my apartment building, man. Like, they're getting too expensive, bro. Like, they, like, they really getting too expensive for this for this apartment building to be this raggedy, bro. They went up 50 cents on the dryers, bro. So now, and the 50 cents on the washing machine. You better so hang dry your clothes. Ass- I'm gonna tell you why you got a raggy apartment building, Trav. You know what? You know why you got a raggy apartment building? Because I'm broke. Nope. Because your mouth and your ass trash. Oh my goodness. No man want to take care of you. Goodbye. 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 Terrence, what up? Get it off your chest. What up? What up? up? Good morning, y'all. What's up, bro? Hey, I wanted to say something about the barbs going in on Donnell Robbins the other day. Uh-oh. Uh, oh, no, I just want to tell Donnell Robbins I appreciate him, man. A lot of people don't know this man is a blessing, a blessing to my family. And I want to let him know thank you. I wanted the world to know I appreciate Donnell Robbins. Four years ago, my sons went to college. They pressed me here. Kids were doing geeked up college challenges. So instead of drinking drinking beers and dancing parties, they got dressed on Martin Luther King's birthday and talked about black excellence. Not Don't chase the bag, guarantee the bag. And the video went viral. I come in the house one day, they on the phone with Donnell Rollins. He's telling them he liked their video. His son, Austin, you know, like rap music, and he likes seeing music with substance. You know, kids with college music, I was future doctor. So that wasn't it. Four years later, he came to Virginia, and me and my wife contacted him and let him know we was going to be at his show. We came to his show. He had me and my wife stand up while he was on stage and introduce us to his audience and let us know what our sons were doing and put their CD on the loudspeaker so the people can hear Blew my, mind, blew my mind. That wasn't it. He didn't stop there. Oh, boy. The following week, he came back to Richmond 
and asked my son if they want to open up his show. He let them open up his concert in Richmond. And the following day, Sunday, he brought me, my wife, and my kids to Ben Wallace House in Detroit Pistons for Sunday brunch with him and his family. Donnell sounds like a stalker. Fam. 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 sounds a little crazy. How much? The man is a blessing, man. How much Donnell pay you to say all this, bro? Is this Donnell? (laughs) Donnell, right. I I couldn't believe it. Even to this day, I still go on my phone and look at the videos we had with Bill and Bill Wallace House. You know, he had a basketball court and everything in his house. My kids was embarrassed that I was out there taking pictures next to the car. They're like, Dad, you embarrassed us. I'm like, man, ain't nobody going to believe this. I wanted to have proof. But and it's been a blessing. It showed my kids no matter where you at, where, where you get to, you can still humble yourself and do something for the next man under you. Damn How did Donnell disguise Donnell his voice like this? He's and, I, and, I, and I will say, Donnell do Thank have you, a good heart, but you also got to keep in mind that he be trying to hook his gay brother up with guys, too. So you know that what I'm saying? That is true. Now, the good I, thing about it is, I called before, the guy's name is going like, especially you, Charlamagne, with all, you know, with all this hatred out here. Look up Solidarity by B, the movement, even on YouTube. The letter what B, is it? space. Solid. The letter B, space, the, space, movement. And they got two CDs, one called College Trap, and they show our kids trapped in college the right way without all the consequences. And the other one called Medicine, because they in school, they graduated in school to be doctors. I'm going to check it out, King. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is Raja. Raja, what's up? Get it off your chest. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned mostly about our next presidency election because we know that Russia did this last election. How do we know that's not going to happen the next time, even with all the efforts of everyone going out and voting? I've been screaming this for months. I am glad that somebody finally called up and is paying this attention. That is the biggest concern. And the fact that Mitch McConnell blocked an election security bill and the fact that there's voter suppression. This fight is fixed, and nobody seems to give a damn. We've been saying that for the longest Including the Democrats. Hello, who's this? Hey, hey, hey. Good morning, good morning. This is Kiki from San Diego. Hello, DJ NB. Hi, Angelique. Good morning. What's up, Charlamagne the God? Hey, Kiki. Hey, Kiki. Do you love me? What's up, man? I knew you you was going to do that. I couldn't resist. Good morning. Y'all still love it. I don't care. There you go. Good morning, y'all. DJ NB, I just wanted to send a special shout out to you because you came to LA. I drove up there to get the knowledge. I've been in contact with uh, the Morgan side. He's so fun. So first of all, I really appreciate all the knowledge that you did and what you did for the community. And I wanted um, my friends from Jersey to attend the same thing. However, um, you are offering a two day thing and it's $500. And I just wondering if you were thinking about offering for those who can't afford the $500, were you thinking about considering just for the one day so they can attend like the $100 seminar? I know it's more beneficial to attend the whole thing, but $500 just a little bit out of their reach. And I was just wondering if we're just considering doing for those who can't afford the two days, just offering the one day for those. 
No, we're not doing a, a one-day seminar. We'll, we'll probably do another one in, in, in the New Jersey area. But this seminar is a little more in-depth. Like, we're actually taking people in houses, so we have to rent buses. We have to get food for people. We're doing a mixer, so it's a little more in-depth. We're actually, if, if you don't know, it's a two-day seminar. So what we're doing is, for a lot of people that want to get into real estate and really don't know what to do or, or how to do it, what we're doing is we're actually renting buses and taking people to numerous properties, walking them through the properties, going pretty much from the from the start from start to flip and we're telling them about what lumber they should be using the flooring they should be using and and going in depth with that and it's a two-day thing so then after that we, we make sure people have food and then after that we break down and we have everybody there from finance people to you name it so we're flying a lot of people in this is more of a for somebody that really really wants to jump and really really is scared but doesn't know what to do so we kind of guide people through it's kind of like a one-on-one type of thing but uh, we'll, yeah, we'll be having okay. more seminars like that uh, in, in the tri-state. But this is more more of a advanced for people that really want to jump in and, and don't know where to start. Okay. 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 All right. Well, I just was wondering, thank you so much for my call again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my God. You don't even know how you inspired my life. I'm I'm telling you. You're going to hear from me real soon. Kiki from San Diego. Just check me out. All right. Y'all have a blessed day, Charlamagne. Hey, sexy boo with your arm with yourself. Hey, boo. Hey. Now, Kiki, next time you call up here, I want you to tell me you got a, you got a crib and you, and, and you invest in. That's the next time I want to hear from you. I, 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 yes, sir. Yes, sir. Y'all have a blessed one. All right, Kiki. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye, my Veronica. Good morning. Good morning. Get it off your chest. Good morning. Um, I just wanted to say hi to you guys. Um, I listen to you every morning. I wanted to say thank you to Angela Yee. About five years ago, I called for Ask Yee about my relationship advice. And I'm still with that person. We're engaged. We have a house. We are happy. So I just wanted to thank you for that advice and spread some positivity this morning. Oh, that's great. What was the advice about? What was the question at that time? Um, I had asked you because my he was my boyfriend at the time and he was working a lot and just we weren't spending any time together at all. And you just um, you know, told me not to give him any ultimatums, be patient while he, you know, works. He can't really do anything about that. He's always getting set up. So you told me to be patient and I was and it all worked out. So oh, I'm so happy to hear that. That's dope. I love it. Good job, no mama. Problem. Have a good day, guys. Congratulations too. Thanks. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. Nayib, we got rumors on the way? Yes, let's talk about uh, Bob Iger's new memoir. You know him from being the CEO of Disney. Now he put out a new memoir, The Ride of a Lifetime. And in it, he discusses how they almost bought Twitter and will tell you what happened, why that deal didn't work out, and see if you agree. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to rumors. Let's talk Amanda Seals. Listen up. This just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Well, Amanda Seals was out at a, trying to go to a black Emmys party that she was invited to by Jesse Williams. And when she got to the door, they told her that she was not on the list. Now, the problem that she really has is that this was a black Emmys party, and it was a white woman at the door named Kiara who was telling her that she could not get in. Listen to what she had to say on her story. This is just to remind y'all that, like, it really doesn't matter, like, how hard you work or how good of a person you are. Like, you just gonna be in some bull****. Like, the fact that, like, 
I literally was humiliated just now because four security guards were asked to come and remove me from a party that is supposed to honor black people at the Emmys. And it was a white woman named Kiara who made it her business to do this. It's just, <laughs> woo, I'm not going to cry, though. I got so many questions. Uh, why didn't Seals just text Jesse Williams and say I'm outside? Or why did why she didn't hit Jesse and say I'm in the party, but they give me problems? I also want to know, was it Jesse's party? Because if it wasn't Jesse's party, then Jesse shouldn't be inviting people to other folks' party. And my final question, is white women named Kiara? Yeah. <laughs> That's, that was your final question? Wow. And you know what? It's, uh, yeah, she, I don't know what happened, but she did eventually get into the party. So while she's oh, in so there. Oh, so she got in. But then the security came and removed her from the party. Oh, was it Jesse's party? I don't know if it was his party. It's a black Emmy's party. Yeah, because if it's not Jesse's party. Black Hollywood Emmy's party. Yeah, he shouldn't be inviting people to other folks' party. That's never, <laughs> that's always a recipe for disaster. But she did say that other people were walking up and getting in and weren't on the list. And so nobody they were seen adding her people's names to the list and everything. And you go to those parties, somebody that I'm sure knew her. She said a lot of people knew her. People were walking up like, oh, what's the problem? What's going on? Like, you, are you good? In a situation like that, you hit the person who invited you to the party, though. You're like, yo, Jesse. Maybe she did, and maybe he didn't respond. Who well, knows? Well, that's the worst by the way. I'm at the door. My God. And then they just stop responding. Lord have mercy. I'm not talking to you no more. I'm blocking your number. All right. Now, let's talk about... <laughs> I'm not talking to you no more. ...something that happened with Miley Cyrus at the iHeart Festival in Some, Vegas. Some more stuff happened? Well, this is... No, and this is something y'all might have not have known. What? A man got arrested because he had been stalking her, and he was sending all kinds of crazy tweets to her prior, the week before the iHeart Festival, saying that he was going to meet up with her in Vegas. He wanted to impregnate her. Well. Now, apparently, Miley Cyrus' security team uh, actually gave out pictures of the guy all over before she performed. What did the guy look like? Uh, David Rumsey is his name. And kind of like Charlamagne. He, 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 the definitely, security team. <laughs> he definitely wasn't backstage, by the way. Actually, they did find him and arrest him. Where? In Vegas. At the iHeart Festival? Yes. Backstage? I don't know if he was backstage. He, no, he was in the audience. Oh, exactly. So, but they did give out his picture because they didn't know if he was going to manage to, you know, somehow get uh, in somewhere. That's why so they were clearing the hallways. So that might be why security no. uh, was doing that. Okay, because, well, well, if that's the case, then his, her manager lied to us because her manager said his security didn't clear the hallway. That but, is true. Remember that? Yeah. Well, no, they're saying that what they did was the security team gave out pictures so everybody could be on watch for this man. And then they did actually find him and they did actually arrest him and he was in the audience. Kind of resembles you, Charlamagne. <laughs> yeah, a white guy with a beard resembles me. Yeah, sure. He actually looks more like you, to be honest with you. <laughs> he looks like a 40-year-old DJ Envy. All right. All right. But yeah, that's a scary thing to have somebody uh, stalking you. Trust me. I'm sure we all know about that. All right, so now... So you need to start clearing the sidewalk when you walk down the sidewalk. Hit the radio listen. When you pull up out your car... Clear the sidewalk! Clear the, clear the sidewalk! sidewalk. <laughs> all right, nobody on the sidewalk. <laughs> all right, now let's talk about the woman who inspired the movie Hustlers, uh, Jennifer Lopez's character in that movie. And now she is really going hard because I've been hearing about this for quite some time, but now Samantha Barbash has just had her legal team fire off a letter to the studio behind the movie Hustlers, which is a hit, and she wants them to pay for the use of her likeness, her personality, her biography, and her identity in connection with the promotion of the film. They said that she rejected all offers to be included in the film and that it was a flagrant violation of her rights. She said the studio lowballed her, never made a deal with her while the movie was in production, and they wanted her to sign away her rights. She declined to do that, so now she wants some money. So they just stole her story? I guess so. Yikes. Here's what she said. It's about my life. They pretty much basically stole my story. I, I wouldn't sign my rights away. J-Lo do, doesn't work for free. Why would I? I'm a businesswoman. How, how do they get to make a movie without you signing off on it, though? 
You tell me it's Hollywood. J-Lo portrayed me, so she didn't even reach out to the woman that she's portraying. Right you never heard from J-Lo? Not J-Lo herself, no. The, the producer hit on my lawyer. Okay. But it was a joke. I don't even want to embarrass them of what they thought. Put it this way, I have her mess bags that cost more than they wanted to give me. Talk now, that ish. Now, I haven't seen Hustlers yet. Did she actually play that woman? Is her name? It's inspired by that woman, so I don't know. I haven't seen it yet either, which yeah. I'm very mad at. I need to make some time. If it don't say that anywhere in the movie and they don't use her name or anything, I mean, I don't see how she can prove that But if you say it's inspired her. by... But if it was inspired by... Because it is it, inspired by a true story. But that's what I said. Did, did they say that in the movie? Does it say, like, inspired by... You know. It says inspired by a true story, but I don't know if they say it's her true story. Got you. So it is inspired by a true story, and, you know, they say it's these real women that were hustling these Wall Street men. Yeah. I don't know how she proves that, but, I mean, yo, if you can get your money, get your money. All right, now let's talk about Bob Iger, Disney's CEO. He has a new memoir, The Ride of a Lifetime, and he talks about why they were going to buy Twitter and then decided not to. He said, the troubles were greater than I wanted to take on, greater than I thought it was responsible for us to take on. He goes on to say that he said, I like looking at my Twitter newsfeed because I want to follow 15, 20 different subjects. Then you turn and look at your notifications and you're immediately saying, why am I doing this? Why do I endure this pain? He goes on to say <laughs> that the nastiness is extraordinary on Twitter. So he just didn't think it would be responsible of them. He said, like a lot of these platforms, they have a lot, the ability to do a lot of good in our world. They also have an ability to do a lot of bad. I didn't want to take that on. We're all in verbally abusive relationships with our smartphones and social media. I haven't looked at my Twitter comments in months, and I feel so good about that. All right, now let's talk about New Jack City. There is a reboot in nah, the works. No, fart on this idea, please. Please <laughs> get my farts ready. Ask us. <sighs> and that is going to be done with Snowfall's Malcolm M. Mays writing. So nope. that's who is p planning to do that. And mm -hmm. they're saying that the original movie, um, you know, was back in... When was that movie? It took place in the 80s, it but it was in, in 1991 80s, yeah. Yeah, that that movie came out. And that made an estimated... You know how much it made? $8 million back in the day. Listen, in the theaters. Really? But now it's grossed close to $48 million. Uh, by the way, oh, no, it's made for eight million, and then it's gross. It grossed forty-eight million. Classic, wow. classic movie, but fart on the idea of a reboot. You know what I'm saying? That first, might be dope. No, man. First of all, it's so many. I hate to say this, but it's so many new drug stories you could do. <laughs> like, I so many different well, kingpins across the the, the, the world and the right. country that you could do, especially in the inner cities. Like, there's other stories to be told. They don't have a director yet, but they are going to be using the film's original producer. Doug McHenry, and they're also using uh, Bill Gerber, who did A Star is Born, to what does, produce. What does Ice-T and Wesley Snipes think about this? Everything don't need a reboot, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, like New Jack City is a classic as is. And plus for the time, that whole New Jack swing era with the music and everything, like, nah, leave New Jack City alone. All right, we shall see. Could be dope. No, leave that alone. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. I'm excited to see uh, Joker that comes out. It comes out this weekend or next weekend. I want to see Joker. I do want to see the Joker. That looks and pretty I, and good. I'm not, I'm not big on DC, but I've always liked the Joker characters. I'm, look, I'm looking forward. to I actually that one. got invited to a screening of that. Really? Yes. All right. Well, let's get uh, when we come back front page news. We'll be talking about you. Uh, well, we'll talk about uh, the. Remember, we were talking yesterday. You gave. I think yesterday was the donkey of the day. You did right about the six year old who was arrested, fingerprinted. Yep. Yes. All right, well, we'll give you an update on what happened to that uh, school resource officer. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front-page news. 
Now, Monday Night Football, the Chicago Bears beat the Redskins 31-15. Now, what else are we talking about, Yeezy? Well, let's talk about the uh, incident that happened at an Orlando elementary school. The resource officer who arrested two six-year-olds in two separate incidents was fired yesterday, according to Orlando Police Chief Orlando Rallone. Now, he said that during an, uh, during an afternoon press conference, the department was trying to give the officer at least the benefit of the doubt, and they reviewed the paperwork, the statements, and they said it was clear today when I came into work there was no other remedy than to terminate this officer. So he said he apologizes to the children involved and their families, and that was all after the officer arrested six-year-old Kaya Roll at the Lucius and Emma Nixon Academy in Orlando. She had a temper tantrum at school, and the reason they identified her was because the family has come forward oh, and identified her. What was his name? Her. Dennis Turner, right? Uh, the police officer? Yes. His name is not uh, named in this. I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was Dennis Turner, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But let the record show that the school resource officer was black. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying, it's always swift and immediate punishment when the person is black. But when they're white, it's, he's on paid leave while we investigate. But I am glad he got fired. He should have got fired. He's I a mean, he did it two different sucker. times. You can't arrest a six-year-old. Well, listen, he's a certified sucker to do that to his own people. But we do have to know that it is swift and quick punishment when the person is black. She was arrested, fingerprinted, and she had mug shots taken. Okay, all He's because a certified she sucker to do that to his own people. All right, now <laughs> let's discuss this. Uh, this is crazy that this has not happened prior to this, but the Department of Homeland Security has named white supremacy a domestic terror threat finally. So that means that uh, white supremacy has been added to the list of domestic terrorism threats, and that is the first time since the creation of that department after 9-11 that they have emphasized that white nationalist domestic terrorism is a threat on par with those that are posed by foreign groups. So does that mean they're finally going to label the KKK a hate group? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I would Good. hope so. That's, you know, white domestic terrorism right there, white supremacy. All right, now let's so talk scary, about... scary because white men are everywhere. Let's talk about so another sorry. situation. I never feel safe. Uh, the mom of a five-year-old bronze girl, I don't know if you guys saw the story, but her dad was suicidal. I've seen this yesterday. He jumped in front of an oncoming train while holding his five-year-old daughter. Lord have mercy. And fortunately, the daughter is alive. It's a miracle that she survived from everything. The and they mom, pulled her from under the train, and she crawled out. She was okay, which is which is uh, amazing. Um, yeah, like that is a blessing from God for real. The mom said she is okay. Uh, the cops did, did present her with toys. They gave her all kinds of things. Really sad situation. The dad was killed, but the daughter did survive. You never know what people are going through, man. That's why I always, you know, I'm, I'm such a big proponent of mental health. Because people just be redistributing that pain and hurt people, hurt people, and he tried to hurt himself and his daughter. Like, and, gosh. And, and I and I and I just I hate to say it, but when you're in those situations, I would rather you just off yourself. Like, why you always got to take somebody with you? Not your little five year old. And it was fortunate they were two good Samaritans. They jumped onto the tracks and pulled her right as out. As a little girl crawled out from under the train, and they helped her get to safety. Imagine what kind of effect that's going to have on her later in life. Oh, I also would like to know, you know, what steps did that man take before he got to that point? Like, did he reach out to somebody? Did he try to? Well, talk he was to on somebody? the phone. They said he got off the phone, hung up the phone, heavy, and then they said he just jumped. I'm just talking about in life, period. Oh, I don't know. You know I'm saying like like what what got him to that point did, did he try to intervene on himself at any point prior to that did anybody see any signs and try to mm-hmm. get him some help you know very sad though well that is your front page news all right thank you miss Yee. now um we were talking about this behind the scenes if you watch the kardashians you want to explain a little bit what happened in, in the scene we're talking about Yee? 
Um, so what happened was that Courtney and Kim were discussing their daughters, Penelope and Northwest, mm-hmm. and apparently Penelope scratched the nanny in the face. Oh, and we, we have audio, mm-hmm. and then let's play the audio, my friend. He was really upset. She was putting her in the car, and Penelope scratched her face. If a kid scratches, can you pop the kid in his cool? No, but you out? could also say something to her in the moment. I'm sorry, but if he scratched me for no reason, I'm whipping her ass, and I'll explain to y'all later. What? I would have whipped her ass. <laughs> you would whip Penelope's ass if she scratched you? <laughs> what are you talking about? Scratch me. You would whip my daughter's ass if she touched you? All, All right. right, and the person that was speaking, that was Corey Gamble, and that is Chris Jenner's boyfriend. Correct. Who was saying that he would whip her ass. All right, well, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Have you ever hit someone else's child for being disobedient? Nigga, no. 800-585-1051. I, I did it one time. Who's, whose child did you hit? Uh-oh. And how hard did the father hit you after you did that? Are they aware of this? Yeah, 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 they're aware of it. Uh, this was a long time ago. This is when I was about 20, maybe 22. Um, and this is when I first had my baby, Madison, uh, at the time. So it was, what, 17 years ago. Um, I was watching my brother, or uh, Gia's brother's kids, and they were making a lot of noise. I was like, be quiet. You know, the baby's sleeping. And they wouldn't be quiet, and I popped her. I popped her on the backside, or I popped her on the back of the hand. And after I did it, I thought about it. I was like, man, I just popped somebody else's kid. But it... it Her daddy should have whipped your ass. I mean, I had to have the conversation with him after. I was like, yo, I, I popped him for this reason, this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. You know, I told him to stop, and they kept doing it, kept doing it, kept doing it. I don't hit my and, kids. So I dance and I'm not hitting nobody I felt else. Bad. You don't pop your daughter? No. Not I even on da- I popped my daughter. My daughter's 11. I might have popped her when she was two, and I felt so stupid after I did it. Like, it feels so primitive and just so, like, dumb to hit your children. Like I don't, we don't have to raise our kids the way that we were raised. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because honestly, I just feel like you look back on it, that was just abuse by our parents. Nah, <laughs> our parents. not necessarily. The extension cards. Some of it was warranted. The, the torture of going to pick bro, switches. Bro, you try what? to burn down your your pops trailer. So I should get beauty an extension card and made to take a bath. I was a kid. Kids don't know no better. <laughs> yes. Why are you stooping to that level? Like, why are you stooping <laughs> to that level of thinking by beating them? Like that. By the way, that's all white people used to do. White men used to do the the, the slaves. So you just want to treat your kids like a slave? You just want to beat your kids? Like, that's just a, beat them into submission. They'll listen. Nah, nobody said beat into submission, but this is beat them, period. There's sometimes no. where, where you might need a a, a good yoking up. No, I think, absolutely. I, I, think, I think if you're intelligent enough as an adult, you can have a conversation with a child. I'm, I just personally, I don't believe in beating. I grew up on beatings. That's not, that's not, that's a cycle I want to break. Personally, my mother. Used so I'm to damn yoke, sure not hitting nobody else. My case. mother used to yoke me up, and it, and it and it made me and it made me correct. It made sure I I knew that if I did something wrong, I was gonna get yoked up. I was gonna if my grandmother was gonna pop yeah, me, it was no gonna better. be a problem. Maybe maybe and our parents was, maybe our parents just didn't know any other way. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, I see a lot maybe of they kids. Was, maybe they was just redistributing the pain that the white man put on them. I see a lot of kids running around that don't get popped that that needs to get popped. And I see a lot of kids that don't get beaten that just get stern talking to, and they just fine. I don't think that you have to necessarily beat your kids, but that that that, that don't that's if you want to beat your kids, cool. But I know one thing: I ain't beating nobody else's kids. Well, yeah, <laughs> right? that's I, the moral of the story. You know, there were times in school, right, where uh, some teachers had permission to hit people's kids. Yeah, I used to get paddled all the time. I definitely got hit with a ruler in school. <laughs> a, ruler. a ruler. So that's somebody Man. else hitting kids. I had a principal who his imagine name was, that. Uh, his name was I think his name was Mr. Barnett. He used to have a paddle and he used to have holes in his paddle, so when he swing, the air wouldn't stop it. Go <laughs> boom. Woo! 
Oh, and he was a big old boss hog looking white man. Well, you needed it. Look at look at you. Look at how you are now. Listen, you should have got hit more. Well, whatever. Anyway, I think beating is whack. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm definitely not putting my hands on nobody else. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. Have you ever hit someone else's child for being disobedient? Lord have mercy. Who are you abusers? All right. <laughs> I from y'all this Call morning. us up right now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Gee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, uh, if you watch The Kardashians, uh, this is what happened, and then we'll explain it. Let's play the audio. He was really upset. She was putting her in the car, and Penelope scratched her face. If a kid's scratching, can you pop the kid in his... Cool, no, but you out. could also say something to her in the moment. I'm sorry, but if he scratched me for no reason, I'm whipping her ass, and I'll explain to y'all later. What? I would whip her ass. You would whip Penelope's ass if she scratched you? What are you talking about? Scratch me. You would whip my daughter's ass if she touched you? Now you explain what they're talking about. I would, but I'm chewing something right now. Come on, you get it out your mouth. Okay, hold on. I was eating a ginger chew. Nice. And you caught me off guard. But, yes, yeah, so we're talking about um, Corey Gamble, that's Chris Jenner's boyfriend, said that if Penelope, who is Courtney uh, Kardashian's daughter, scratched him in the face, he would whoop her ass. Right. Now, I, I actually hit my uh, my niece when, uh, when I was younger. I didn't know no better. I popped her on the hand, and I was wrong for it. I felt funny for it. Um, she was acting up, and I popped her. And I had a conversation with her dad. And, you know, we talked about it. It was no big problem. Was but- he mad? No, he wasn't mad at all. That like the like my grandmother used to. Hit, I remember my grandmother beating me for spraying roach spray on the stove just so I could see the flames go up. That's your grandma though. Your grandma. Your grandma is your big mama. You know what I'm saying? Your grandma is the person who used to beat your parents. So being that you came from her Sharon, okay, she has the right to put her hands on you. She grandma did. really might be the only person. And I sprayed the roach spray, and then I, I and I said something to grandma like, "Don't hit me." And then when my dad got there, Bang. my dad beat me for talking to his mother like that. Yeah, exactly. See, listen, grandma and granddaddy might be the only person that have the rights to do that, but, I mean, me personally... He's kind of like a granddaddy, though. Who? What's his name, Ye? Corey Gamble? Yeah, he's kind of like a grandfather. No, grandfather. he's not. Why is he a grandfather? Look, he's the grandfather. Oh, he's the step-grandfather. Chris, no, yeah. but, no, no, but he's not but my not blood. Married. He's not my blood. My, my, the moral of the story is I don't beat my children. Uh, I don't beat my children because I just don't see the need. You know what I'm saying? And furthermore... I think that you could just have a conversation with kids, but I'm definitely not putting my hands on nobody else's child. Like, if you put your hands on somebody else's child, then me and you got smoke immediately. There's never a reason for you to put hands on my children. And what if I don't beat my kids, but you you hit my kids? Listen, Think about I'm, that. Think about that. What if I don't hit my kids, but my kids are at your house, and then they get hit by you, an adult? Now we got to catch. Now me and you got to fade to catch. Well, I've never, ever hit anybody else's kids either. I have three godchildren. I'm the number one babysitter. Actually, I feel like when uh, I'm babysitting, my responsibility is just to spoil other people's kids. I don't see nothing wrong yeah. with that. That's what you should do. That's as, all as, I do. As a godparent. I, they always or like, okay, uncle. I'm going to see Angela, so I already know what we're going to do. We're going to go shopping. We're going to go buy some new toys. We're going to get ice cream. I don't, I don't, I don't, my I, grandma I, hit me with an ashtray one time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did stupid stuff. I deserved it, though. <laughs> I deserved it. Listen, we all... It, tr- it fixed me, straightened me right up. No, it didn't. So it's okay for us to hit no, you? No, it didn't. Yes, we it all, did. Listen, we all got beaten <laughs> when we were kids. I got beaten with extension cords. My dad used to beat me with an extension cord, made me go take a bath. I used to have to go pick the switch. I had them little wooden utensils on the freaking kitchen 
kitchen wall. My Spoons. mama would hit me with those. But guess what? If we being honest, all of that was just abuse. And the truth to the matter is, all our parents was doing was the best they could. That's that's all, they were probably young parents at the time. That's the only way they knew how to discipline was through physical punishment. We know better in this generation. We don't got to beat our kids, and we damn sure shouldn't be putting our hands on nobody else's. Hello, who's this? Marita. Hey, Marita. You had to, you ever had to put your hands on somebody else's kids? I did. Um, I was watching my niece, and she was messing with the socket in the wall. And I told her, and I actually went and got her and pulled her back, like, twice. And then she put her mouth on it. And I popped her in her hand, and I told my sister. And I did feel bad, but I agree with Charlemagne, and I agree with you. Like, some kids you can't talk to. Right. And, you know, they'll listen. But some kids... I think you got to pop them here and that one in. But even that's even, even that's what the white man used to think about slaves too. <laughs> even Some of these that, slaves you got to beat. <laughs> like even at it with a two year old, like a two year old you can't have a conversation with. Don't put your finger in the, in the electric socket. But if you pop Why? their hand, they think about you know what? If I go near this electric socket, it's gonna hurt. I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, but you're not telling them. You're not explaining mm-hmm. to them what could happen if they actually put their hand in the electric socket. I I tell my daughter. You know, if you put your hand in that, you're going to die. You're not going to be here with us no more. Why? I would rather her. So you told that to your, your one and a half year old, two year old? She's one. That's why you got the plugs in the socket to put the socket. <laughs> Obviously, this lady. You're, you're not, listen, you're not listening socket. to my point, though. You're not teaching them that the socket is what actually can kill them. You're teaching them to be scared of you. When the reality is, you be teaching them that no, the socket is what can kill you. Right, but one and a half, they not they they're not thinking about wow, this socket. They thinking if I go near this socket, I'm going to get popped. I'm not going near that socket. That's well, how kids think. Well, you should have put the goddamn uh, things in the, the socket. <laughs> you should have child-proofed the sockets there. Kendra! Yeah? G- good morning, Kendra. You you ever hit somebody else's kids? Yes, I have. <laughs> wow. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, I was actually inside the grocery store, and the little white kid, I'm sorry, but y'all been on this race thing all morning, so I'm going to say oh, it, too. All and morning? Oh, oh, oh. Kid, now you all, all our life. We're <laughs> See, now, you'll never see no black kids take no gun to school because we whip our kids. But them little white kids, they out of control. Come on, Kendra. Now, 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 now Kendra, I'm pushing back on that. <laughs> Come on, Kendra. I used to tell on a lot of black kids in school because we used to get a $250 reward when they used to have guns. I was 6'9 in high school. Oh, you know, but look, though, if the little 6 year would have out in school, they probably would have took her to McDonald's and got her a Happy Meal. She wouldn't have been arrested. Well, now, what happened, Kendra? Who you hit? All right, so... Look, I'm in the Walmart. The little kid calls me the B word. So I give his mom a chance. Yeah. So I give his mom a chance to reprimand him, you know, like, hey, you don't do that. That's disrespectful. So he calls me the B word again. He was like, bitch, hurry up. (laughs) And I popped him in his mouth. You got me Hey, Kendra, Kendra! Oh, my gosh. What is, Kendra, you can't walk around. That's Kendra, abuse. Kendra. Her mama should have dragged yeah, her, her, mama, his mama, your her mama should have dragged your ass And then locked school. you up. You can't no. just be hitting kids you don't know. Kendra. You don't even know this kid. Hey, Robert, I gave if he had Tourette's. I gave his mama a chance. Robert, yeah. if he had Tourette's and he had a problem and he would just be splurting out, bitch, so you just popped the kid in the mouth. Nah, come what? on now. See, then I would have felt bad. But see, she didn't say none of that. She was just like, yeah, hurry up. I'm just like stood by her son's side. So she loved me. <laughs> you got, what did, the mom, what did the mama do to you after you hit the child? Nothing. She just kind of looked at me like, I can't believe you hit my son. And I just looked at her. I was like, yo, you got a problem? I said, we can go out to the parking lot. Boy, y'all some brave souls. Because then you was about to fight the mom. If that, if that, if that, if that lady would have pulled out a gun and shot you right there, she'd have she'd been in the right because the story would have been, 
a woman hits somebody's child in the store. Not even that crazy it, black woman. Yeah, crazy black woman hits a white <laughs> little kid in the store. A white woman, she guns it down. Kendra, where you from? That was, I'm from Chicago. Yeah, yeah, makes hey, sense. Hey, bitch, hurry up and get off my phone. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness. 800, she gonna, she gonna F you up. 800-585-1051. Have you ever hit somebody else's kids? Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about the Kardashian show. Let's play a, a little snippet of what happened. He was really upset. She was putting her in the car, and Penelope scratched her face. If a kid scratches, can you pop the kid in his cool? No, but you out? could also say something to her in the moment. I'm sorry, okay. but if he scratched me for no reason, I'm whipping her ass, and I'll explain to y'all later. What? I would whip her ass. You would whip Penelope's ass if she scratched you? What are you talking about? Scratch me in my face. whip my daughter's ass if she touched you? So you break down what happened. Yes, yeah, so Corey Gamble, who is Kris Jenner's boyfriend, says that if uh, Penelope would scratch him in the face, he would whoop her ass. All right, so we're asking 800-585-1051. Have you ever hit somebody else's kid, and would you mind if somebody else hit your kid? Well, see, that's the reason why nobody watches my kids but immediate family, because I don't want those problems. My dad, my mother... All day, they do. Hey, look, if they want to pop my kids for whatever, that's fine. That's, that's fine. That's okay. mom and daddy. That that's it is who it is. That that I, I, it's nothing I can say anyway. What they no. gonna do? My pops will pop me at this age. Uh, listen, I, I, listen, no, because I don't beat my kids. You know what I'm saying? So I guess those are rules that you have to tell your immediate family when you're at their crib. Like I don't beat my kids, so you don't put your hand on my kids. You know what I'm saying? Like you may have raised me a certain way, but I don't want my kids raised in that way. Hello, Sandra. Hey. Is it okay to discipline somebody else's child? Hey, I think it's perfectly fine. I have two children, and I have a boyfriend that's helping me raise them, and he's there. He's playing daddy. He does everything with them. And when my six-year-old gets out of line, it's perfectly fine for him to display them. I don't like that, especially being that you got your little boyfriend putting your hands on your children because you, you you don't know what kind of trauma your boyfriend might have. Your boyfriend might be going through something, and sometimes he might be mad and take it out on the kids. Hey, I mean, everything is done with me present. I think that if it's, you know, if I'm there and, you know, if he's not beating him and, pop you know, you know hitting him with anger, I think it's perfectly fine. What if the child, what if the father, right, what if his girlfriend would uh, hit your kid? Well, I guess I'm a little different because our dynamic is a little different. My boyfriend communicates directly with my son's father. And when, you know, we share our custody of him. So, mm -hmm. if, you know, he gets out of line and he gets a pop. That's fine, it's, as long as it's not like a beating or, you know, I'm just lashing you. If you have to pop him on his hand or, yeah. you know, pop him on his butt with, his, with your hand, I think it's perfectly fine. Thank you, Mama. Rodney. Yes. Hey, what do you think about hitting somebody else's kids, bro? I think it depends on the situation. <laughs> I grew up in a large apartment complex here in Naptown, and uh, everybody knew each other. So if somebody else's parents seen you being unruly, it was kind of common for them to whoop you, take you home to your parents, tell them what you've done, and you're going to get another whooping. Okay. You okay, sound, so you you sound no out problem. of breath right now. Yeah, you sound like you just got a beat. <laughs> now, Roddy sound like you You sound like you just got a beat, and then you try to explain it to us. I, 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 I ain't mean to do it. I ain't mean man. to not take the trash out. I thought I was going to take the trash out. Hello, Troy. What's going on? What's up, bro? What do you think about hitting somebody else's kids? Yeah, man, I'm telling you, I got a, a situation right now I'm going through. Now I'm dating a girl. She's got a three-year-old son. And I mean, this kid is, like, 
don't listen. So, you know what I'm saying? You you have to, you know, do something. You know, yelling don't really get it. Like, you don't really understand. I have no idea what to do. So, I mean, I oppose to it because I have my own kid. And I don't want my, nobody hitting my kid because, you know what I'm saying, I go pull up on somebody. You know what I mean? But I have no idea what to do. I don't agree with it. But, I mean, something got to be done. And I don't know what to do. The, th the craziest thing is that we're forgetting that they are kids. Like, you're talking about three-year-old kids. Of course they don't know. Of course they're not going to listen. Like, we got to understand that kids I mean, are going to be kids. Like, you can't beat them and take all of their they, they, they innocence out of them. They're kids. All right, so how do you correct it? How, how, you, what, how, what, what? Sit them down and have a conversation? I don't know about you. My little girls are smart. I got a four-year-old at the house, a one-year-old. My, my daughter's 11. They always been smart. Sit them down and have a conversation with them. Tell them right from wrong. Explain things to them. Talk to them like an adult. All right, bet. I mean, that's just that's just that's just, right, that's just my 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 logic. You Sometimes they can't need to get popped. That's just my opinion. Man, you pop dogs. You know what I'm saying? You I watch. Mean, I, don't, I don't agree with you know what I'm saying. I mean, Look, anybody here, my kid? Because I'm telling you, like you know, like I, I, let me discipline my kid. I mean, I'll do that. You know what I'm saying for myself. But I mean, as far as others, I mean, you know, sit them down. Like you know, sometimes it's just going one ear and not the other. Hey, my kids are pretty good, and they, and. They've all got popped once or twice before, so it is what it is. Thank you, brother. And that, that's the other thing people don't take into consideration. Sometimes you out and about in America and life is kicking your ass all day, and then you come home and you find out your kids did something wrong, and you take out that pain on them. You know what I'm saying? I do agree it takes a village, but I just think beating children is whack, and beating your own, beating other people's kids is super, See, this, super whack. So imagine it. There's a difference between beating and popping. We got beatings. Yeah. Yeah, we got beaten. My kids ain't getting no, well, Logan. I got no, extension cords, no switches, um, the, the the rubber off the rubber off the tires. That's abuse, bro. That's most black households. What are you talking about? I ain't get abused. Well, I don't want I don't want nobody doing anything like that to my children. Because like I said, imagine the stuff you go through on a daily basis, right? Now imagine the stuff somebody else goes through on a daily basis and you got your kids at their house and they mad at something that happened in their they life and they take that out on your children. Man, please. No well, way, Jose. Well, yeah, we got rumors on the way? Uh, yes, let's talk about Jeannie Mai. And uh, she was on Big Boy's Neighborhood and she talked about her responsibilities as far as dating Jeezy and learning about his background and for him to learn about her background because it's an interracial relationship. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Is Good it, morning. Isn't it almost cuffing season? Is it fall cuffing season? So uh, that's what they say. So songs like LMA booed up. You know what I'm saying? Those songs about to like like make a little light comeback on people's playlists. Yeah, maybe, maybe, you know maybe. It's still a little warm though. Still a little warm. Still a little warm. Y'all mm -hmm. still a little musky, depending on what day it is. Yesterday was 90 degrees. It was a little musk in the streets. Just a little. A little musk out there. A little musk. My goodness. A little sweat on the forehead. All right. Well, yeah, what are we talking about in the rumors? Uh, well, since it is cuffing season, we'll be talking about this couple that recently came out as cuffed up together, and we'll tell you what they're saying because they're in an interracial relationship. Okay. All right. We'll talk about that when we come back. And more don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning to you. Good morning. I'm in a good mood. Are you guys I in see. a good mood? I'm always in a good mood. I'm, I'm a little tired. Hey, I'm in a good mood. All right. Well, let's get to these rumors. Let's talk Jeannie Mai. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. No, 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 no. So Jeannie Mai and her co-host from The Real were on Big Boy's Neighborhood Radio Show, and they were talking about her dating Jeezy, and she was opening up about being in an interracial relationship and how important it is to understand each other's culture. 
when you look at the word interracial, you should really look at it like irresponsible. It is a responsibility when you date outside your race to learn about that culture because not everybody's experience is the same. When he mm -hmm. steps into my house, he takes off his shoes. He knows how Vietnamese people do it. When I met him, I was like, I want to go to Hawkinsville. Show me like, exactly this yellow house that you grew up in and, and what kind of, how'd you start your business? How'd you understand how to make a dollar? Yeah, that's nice. That's what you should do. Just say you in love, Jeannie. All right? Yeah, <laughs> and you know what she said? You, that's what you do when you all in. You went to Hawkinsville. You ain't even go to Atlanta. You like, take me to Hawkinsville. I want to go to Auntie House. She also said that she's uh, learning what it means to feel safe. When you meet a man who is vulnerable enough to make you feel safe, it's your job to protect and cherish them or let them go where they find the right woman who's ready for that. She said, otherwise, we go through life and we have relationships. We get misled. We get cheated on. We get all these things that happen. And that the person who was willing to be safe is now recoiled and doesn't want to give that. Jeannie Ma went to Jeezy's auntie house in Hawkinsville. She want to see where he used to hide them yams at. Jeezy uh, so aunt is, is nuts, by the way. All right. I don't know. Like, I mean, have you ever met Jeezy's aunt? Mm -mm. The one from Hawkinsville, the one that you rap about all the time? No, no. Lord have mercy. Movie. Really? Man. <laughs> Man. All right, now let's talk about <laughs> Remy Ma and Ebony K. Williams on State of the Culture. You know, Ebony K. Williams is the newest addition to the show. I didn't know that, so she's on the show every day now. Yes. Oh, boy. She's on the show. And the two of them got into a bit of a, I don't know, I guess a debate about snitching and proper protocol. So if you're going to make it, this is what I would say. Privately as possible, if if possible. Limit the scope of your testimony and be real specific about what you're getting in exchange directly. Quid pro quo. I'm going to give you this amount of names with this much involvement and this much eyewitness testimony in exchange for, in a, in a perfect world, immunity, no time, time served. You really should not be trying to go back into gym pop after you have given that type Can of cooperation. Can I get off of this couch while she's giving people advice and <laughs> tips on how to... Snitch. I feel like how y'all felt with Candace Owens. This is how I feel like I do not belong on this couch right now. Two different sides. Yeah, yeah I mean, and listen, Ebony is a lawyer, so yes. she has to deal with those things Two at different times. Sides. Ebony's not wrong, and neither is Remy. It's just different perspectives. Ebony's speaking from an attorney standpoint for someone who decides to be an informant, and Remy is saying, F all that snitching stuff, period. Don't I come commit from, crimes. I come from a different which, place. Which right. is both, they both correct. Now, Ebony K. Williams took to Twitter and said, it's all good. We both have passion about the issue. We leave it all on the set. I was playing with Remy's sweet baby afterwards. So people thought they weren't getting along. The whole point is for them to have different viewpoints and to come from That's different fine. places. Absolutely. I understand where both of them are coming from. Ebony is simply coming from the standpoint of, if you decide to snitch, because if you watch the whole <laughs> clip, she's like, she wouldn't, she don't recommend that. But if you do decide to snitch, this is what you should do. Make sure you and, get what you're supposed to get. And Remy's like, right. F all of that. <laughs> Don't commit crimes if you're going to snitch. But here's the thing about that. Some of the most realest, so-called toughest gangster killers have snitched. Absolutely. A lot of monsters. Like, yes. It happens. People you know have snitched. <laughs> In real life. Yeah. Everybody knows somebody who snitched on somebody. All right. Yeah. Here's another person who snitched. Takashi 69s driver. They're saying that he turned into a police informant after he got arrested by ICE. Yeah. Jorge Rivera became a police informant after he got arrested and when asked if he spoke to law enforcement about cooperating, he just replied yes. And he actually um, talked about it. Here, listen. Tekashi 69, you know Tekashi 69, the rapper, the singer? Yeah, they just kidnapped it. They, we get pulled over, right, by two guys with guns and they just take it off from the car. You take him? Yes. Where this happen? Yeah, right here, around the corner. <laughs> Who's he talking to? They got to come on and, and uh, try to shoot me, so I, I back it up and, and I came this way. Okay, 
That was no cop he was talking to. <laughs> well, listen, they have audio. <laughs> what had happened, man? But <laughs> no damn cop. <laughs> he was in court, and he told the court that he's been an informant since July of 2018. And basically, imagine so how much information... So all the time he was driving, he was an informant? So, yeah, so imagine... Yikes! Imagine your driver, because the driver is the person that knows everything. Everything. They're with you. They see everything that's going on. They know who's oh, in the man. car. They hear your phone conversations. He, he never had a chance in hell. Yeah, man. It's good that you really can't understand his driver. But I'm saying it's just good that you really can't understand what he's saying. <laughs> and they also had a camera installed in the car too that was recording. For real. <laughs> oh, <so laughs> they never had a chance. Oh my gosh. I, 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 I wish I cared. This is going crazy. Jeez. Now, Charlie Puth has tweeted, and he has since deleted this message, but he said if 6 9 gets out and is able to make another record, I'll produce it for free. Who's Charlie Puth? That's uh, my guy. He's from Jersey. Yeah. He's producer. White, he's a white... Well, he's a, actually an artist. Mm. Didn't he have that huge song with... um? Was it with Wiz Khalifa? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep, yep. He yep. was up here one day. Mm-hmm. I was, he came in the studio. We was chopping it up for a little bit. He has since deleted that tweet, though. Mm. Why? He got killed? No, I can imagine. Don't down, don't I don't even know what made him even say that. If Six Nine gets out and is able to make another record, I produce it for free just to tweet that I out. I definitely said something worse if Six Nine got out. What would you say? What would you say? I'm not repeating. What'd you say? I'm what, curious. Worse than you'll produce a record for him? Yes. You don't remember ye? What'd you say? I'm not repeating. I feel like I remember something. I'm not repeating. Do we have that audio? Come on, John. You have every audio, but you don't have that no, audio. I'm not repeating it. So what's going to happen if he does get out? I was actually. Charlie Puth will do a record, I, I, no, and I, I, while he's I recording was, the record, you I was, I, was, I was so confident that he wasn't coming home that I said something wild that I won't repeat. But you got to bag it up. You got to be no, a man no, of your words. No, you got a man of your words because technically he's not. He didn't get out. He did a whole year, and he's snitching. You know what I'm saying? He getting out though. I don't think he's getting up. I think he's gonna do. I think he's gonna do like two to three. All right. You think he's going to get out with time, sir? Is there yes. another wager you, you want to make? Absolutely. <laughs> Damn. He's talking too much not to get out with time, sir. Yeah, but he's talking about stuff that ain't got nothing oh, to do with nothing. What, what did he say? If Takashi 69 <laughs> hates this case, <laughs> I'll suck his dick. Wow. wow. That's crazy that y'all got Everybody that so wins. <laughs> Yo. He said it was gay, so what? <laughs> <laughs> so when Takashi gets out, we know what his That's first stop is going to be. I talk too much, you know? Sometimes I just run off at the mouth and just say things. And, you know, I told you, it would be great if, like Charlie, if Charlie Puth records the song while you do what you're All supposed right. to do, and they fulfill okay. both best at the film same it? time. That would be right, amazing. Guys. Knock it off, everybody. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your that tweet. rumor <laughs> report. Sheesh. <laughs> You're kidding me. This show is wild. <laughs> we wild. Jeez, <laughs> all right. Well, we giving that don- Well, we know who you giving the donkey to. Listen, but- we need Nancy Pelosi to come to the front of the congregation. We like to have a war with her. Okay, it's congregation, man. Congregation. What did You've I been say? Here Ten years. What did I say? Never mind. All right, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking Jeannie Ma and Jeezy. It's a topic that actually came out of their relationship. You want to explain a little bit, Yee? Yes, Jeannie Ma was talking to Big Boy about being in an interracial relationship and how important it is to know each other's backgrounds. When you look at the word interracial, you should really look at it like irresponsible. It is a responsibility when you date outside your race to learn about that culture because not everybody's experience is the same. When he mm-hmm. steps into my house, he takes off his shoes. He knows how Vietnamese people do it. When I met him, I was like, I want to go to Hawkinsville. Show me like, exactly this yellow house that you grew up in and, and what kind of, how'd you start your business? How'd you understand how to make a dollar? So 800-585-1051, have you been in an interracial relationship? Now, yeah, I know your pops is uh, Asian and your mom is African-American. Yes. Indeed. Now, how did that work out? Because your pops is 
hilarious. He he goes over the top, and I know for some it might be like, oh, 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 this is a little too much. Right. Um, I think sometimes it is outside forces that can ruin people's relationships, especially, uh, you know, those interracial relationships. It could be family members that don't approve of you dating outside your race. It could be pressure from other people. You get looks when you walk down the block of people that have issues. They say things. All kinds of things happen. So it's not an easy situation, even in this day and age. I mean, I, you know, I've never been in an interracial relationship. I've smashed other races. You know what I'm saying? But usually when you have sex with other races, they want to know about our culture. You know what I'm saying? They want to know about blackness and, and hip-hop. You know what I mean? Like, they not... Uh, I, I mean, I'm, not, I'm sure it's different if you're actually dating one. Yeah. Dating another I mean, race. in my family, we grew up because, uh, you know, celebrating Chinese New Year and then even going to a funeral or a wedding is culturally a very different thing when you go, like, just there's all kinds of rituals that you partake yeah. in. Yeah. And so that's something that you learn about, uh, you know, Buddhism, all kinds of things that you have to learn about if you're dating somebody even of a different religion. Yeah, my, see, for me, you know, Gia is Jamaican, uh, Puerto Rican, and Asian. What? Yes. So it was always confusing. Like some days it's jerk chicken, next days is is Asian food. How do you think she feel about you? You Dominican? <laughs> I'm not Dominican. Dominican, man. black, and what else? It, it, nothing. I'm just Ain't all you black. Else? No, I'm not. I'm all black. So it was it was never a problem in that because I mean, Gia is, is is black. She's Jamaican and Asian. You know what I mean? It's, it was never a problem in my relationship. But, but my it, dad was the only Asian person in my whole entire neighborhood growing up. And there's, I never met any other, like, Asian kids other than my family members until I got into high school, probably. Yeah, Gia's Asian part of the family is, is kind of like, she doesn't really know, so it's more the Jamaican and, and Spanish side, so. Right. And then she's from Brooklyn, so, I don't know, it was Brooklyn, everybody, but we didn't think about it. I don't know. <laughs> you get, especially being half Asian, you get a lot of people making jokes about, you know, my last name or saying all kinds of racist things, but they think it's okay. But, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go to the phone lines. Rick. Yeah, it's just me. Hey. <laughs> hey. How, how are you, Rick? Hey, hey Rick. How you doing, Rick? Oh, man, I'm good, man. I'm doing good. How about y'all? Good, good. We're talking about being in an interracial relationship. Uh, interracial relationship. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, now, I had this, uh, go ahead. I had this Moroccan girl, man. Like, earlier earlier in our stages in a relationship, like, she couldn't bring me home. Her dad would take them during the summertime and try to have them go get married, like her and her sister. And like at the time, like, like I didn't know how serious it was because I was kind of ignorant to their culture. You know what I mean? Like I was, I was ignorant. So like her sister actually came back and was married. I seen it on Facebook. I'm looking like I'm like wow, but like like yeah, like it's crazy. Like cause they don't play that. Like her dad, she told me if her dad was to find out, like she would. He would shun her. Mm-hmm. He don't know, like, what he's capable of doing, like, right. different things like that. Thank and there's people whose families will cut them off, right, where they won't get any money and nothing from their family members, uh, get cut out the will and all of that just because they're dating outside their race. Hello, who's this? Hi, I'm calling anonymously. Um, uh, but I ha- I wasn't in a, I am in an interrelation relation with my partner, um, but my parents are Puerto Rican and my uh, boyfriend at the time uh, was black and even throughout high school um, having black friends or a black boyfriend was a real issue they weren't allowed in my house um, wow. I had friends chased out of the house for being black oh my um, gosh that's happened to a lot of my yeah. friends too being chased out of the house dating a Spanish woman or even a, a white white woman well they weren't that black because they just shot at them <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean it was pre- it's been pretty terrible I mean I have a daughter 
uh, and she's biracial. And in the beginning, even my mother, she even told me when my daughter was about seven months old, like, oh, um, I didn't think I was going to love your daughter because she was black. Damn. And she, she, yeah, it was pretty crazy. And she was in the delivery room, which kind of made me feel like, well, so while I'm like having this baby, you're already thinking my kid is less than. Um, yeah, that's crazy. And it's really, yeah, it was really crazy. And it definitely had a risk in the relationship, um, trying to kind of be the middleman, trying to not let my partner at the time feel like, you know, that this racism was like, you know, overtly real. I'm sure he um, knew. And, I'm sure he knew. You just like black men dingo and your mom, your mom can understand. <laughs> no, it's true. Yes, absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, mama. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye. All right. 800-585-1051. We're talking about interracial relationships. Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're talking about interracial relationships. Now, Charlamagne, have you ever dated a woman outside of your uh, race? Nah, I've only slept with women outside of my race. You know, a couple white girls, um, Spanish girl. I never dated. Now, what would your mom say one. if you brought home a, a white woman? I never would do that. <laughs> I would never do such a thing. But let's, a, let's say I, you I, fell in love with a white woman and, and you no, wanted to... No, I know better. I would never what do that. What do you mean you know better? You don't know who you fall in love with. You think they would disown you? I don't think they would disown me, but I just would never do that. Like I, see, I grew up seeing black love. Like, you know, I grew up with my father and my mother and my aunts and my uncles. So I always wanted a sister. But let's you say know you what I'm fell in love with a white woman. The white I don't woman have you to, smashed, I don't have, you fell in love with. I don't have hypothetical honky thoughts <laughs> like that, sir. Hypothetical what? <laughs> honky thoughts. I ain't no honky-tonk love over here. No disrespect to people that are in interracial <laughs> relationships. I'm just letting you know that I have you know never what? thought about growing in love with anybody other than a sister. I don't have issues with it. I guess my whole family crazy. is full of interracial relationships. All my aunts and uncles, like, I have uh, just a whole mixture of everything. I have people in my family who are half Chinese, half Italian, half Chinese, half black, half Chinese. Like, everything is mixed up in my I family. I do remember when my older cousin got married to a white guy. My older cousin, um, her name is Tisha. She got married to a white dude named Jerry. And they're still together. And they've been together, got to be well over 30 years. But I do remember vividly everybody being upset about that. Like, people I, not I, wanting to come into the... I think you, they got married in the Kingdom Hall. People not wanting to come in the Kingdom Hall. People complaining about her man, a white dude. And I'm going to tell you the irony of that. What? She's the only one still married. My, my <laughs> parents have gotten divorced. Her... Well, her parents got divorced before her, my uncle died. But, like, yes. Like, yes. She's the only one but that's you, still you married. But you got to also understand, you know, that that's a long time ago. So, like, for my grandmother, my grandmother has seen... What white people have done to her, so she was raised really not to like white absolutely, people. Absolutely, absolutely. I just never, I just, I've never been attracted to any other race on that level. Just to smash, but not to marry. I just have, to, I have. That's this just the truth. Crazy. Adam, I, I hate to fetishize people like that, but <laughs> it's the truth. Adam, now, now you've, uh, you've dating. Are you white or black, Adam? I'm black. Okay, now you, you, you have a baby with a white woman. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Oh wow! Uh, Where congratulations. You <laughs> Where you from? Good morning. Good morning to all. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Where you from? Yeah, uh, I grew up in the south, man. Wow. My mother, my mother told me uh, not to bring no white girl to her house. <laughs> what part of the south you from? I'm from North Carolina, bro. Hey, I'm from South Carolina. See, you already know. Yeah, yeah. I'm from like uh, the Wilmington area, right by Myrtle Beach and everything. But yeah, um, my significant other, she's white and everything. So it's kind of difficult when I bring her back home and everything because all the uh, black ladies be looking at us all differently, giving us the meme mugs and everything. And uh, up here, because I stay in Wisconsin now, you know, being with her up here, her family doesn't know about black people and stuff because it's, it's a small amount of a black population here. So they don't know how to, you know, integrate with me and everything, you know. And they treat our daughter, like, you know, special and everything. 
that they call her hair nappy and stuff because they don't know the right texture and stuff like that. Cause it's just difficult being, you know, having to go through that and having to explain to people not to see color, but just just see people as people and everything. Right. That's what I'm trying to raise my daughter like. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because it's, I don't want her to go through what me and her mother had to go through. People right. are just people. If we see each other as that, then there shouldn't be no issue with interracial couples and everything. That is very true. God bless you and your honky tonk love, my brother. You, shut up, man. <laughs> what? Hello, who's this? <laughs> go raise a little Obama. Sierra. Tell us about interracial relationships with you. So basically, like for me, like I was saying earlier, I am a per se a product of a interracial relationship, and mm-hmm. so is my fiance. Both of our mothers are white, and both of our fathers are black. Okay. And so I felt like growing up as a kid, I was never white enough for my white family, and never black enough for my black family. Mm-hmm. And so you know, you get this. Now that I'm an adult, people always come up to me like, "Oh, you get the best of both worlds." And I had to pull one of my Caucasian coworkers to the side. And let her know, like, I would like you to stop saying that because you don't know what someone goes through. And as a kid, like I said, I always felt like I was never white enough for my white family. They never accepted me. And I always felt like I wasn't black enough for my black family. And I had to break it down and explain to her that, no, that's not the case. I didn't get the both of us in both worlds. I actually, you know, felt like I got the worst situation. So, I don't know. I mean. Yeah. Listen, man, it's love it is love confusing. at the end of the day. Well, let okay? me ask you, Charlamagne, a question, yes. right? Now, now you live in, in a nice area, right? A call- I live in a great area. Now, is it don't ask me co- this question. I, don't like, I already know what you're going to ask me. No, don't ask me this question. <laughs> is I don't it mostly Caucasian don't ask me this or mostly question, black bro. people? I'm just curious. It's mostly Caucasian, but don't ask me this question. <laughs> <laughs> now, your do- that means your daughter goes to school with mostly Caucasian young men, correct? <laughs> so if your daughter <laughs> fell in love with a Caucasian man, my daughter's eleven. My other daughter she's is four. My Caucasian other daughter man. is one. How would you feel? Listen, love is love. You know what I mean. But so you would have a problem with it. I would have to really know this person's background. I'm gonna tell you why. Because <laughs> when in, in this neighborhood, in this neighborhood, when I first moved in in 2016, correct, there's a lot of Trump, Trump signs. Okay, I, you know I, what I'm saying. I, I, so I need you. to know a lot of the background of the person. I don't have a problem with her dating. Somebody outside of her race. I, I would dating, prefer I marrying a white I, guy. Would marry, I would prefer her to marry a black man. That's just my preference. Okay. But if she did date a white person, I would really want to know this white man's background. You know what I'm let's saying? Say, let's say that. I would want to know Trump his family's background. He's different. He's nah. Th- no. He's different. No, nah, I don't believe that. He's different. I don't believe that. He's not a Trump supporter. I don't believe that. I got to know why they're Trump supporters. Is, are you are you a fiscal Trump supporter? You know what I'm saying? Are you supporting Trump because, you know, of, uh, is it economy-based? Because, you, you, you know, it's about the money? Like, I need to know why. I need to know what this person's beliefs are. You know what I'm saying? Because, yo, a house divided can't stand. You know what I mean? And my daughter <laughs> black. It's a house, man. I'm not even, by the way, I'm not even worried about my daughter dating a white guy. My daughter black. <laughs> a lot of blackness in our house. Okay. All right. Between right. me and my wife, it's a but lot you know, of blackness. Well, like you said, love is love. If she falls in love with somebody that she goes to school with. You don't think Tom likes black women? And you know, listen, Jack and Jill program. <laughs> all right. It's a, it doesn't say, matter. You it ain't like she's that. just around white men all the, day, all the damn time. Yeah, okay. Right. It's a lot of blackness around, too. You don't think Bill is nicer to your daughter all the who time? Is Bill, who is Bill? All the Bills I know are black. Oh. FYI, Bill my Clinton mom. is white. FYI, he was my the first mom, black president. <laughs> my mom grew saying? up in Harlem, and then she uh, moved to Flatbush in Brooklyn around all black people. She went to Erasmus. And she met that white so guy. And, met, and like her saying? and my dad worked in a department store together. That's how they met. <laughs> what? And she married a Chinese guy. 
Damn, black dudes must have been horrible back then. <laughs> <laughs> she fell in love, man. All right, we got rumors on the way. Love Either is that love. or she got pregnant. I don't know what happened. Hey, um, love is love. I'm just telling you what my preference is. And listen, <laughs> listen, we all got preferences for our children, right? <laughs> Do you not have a preference for your child? Whoever treats my daughter with respect and my daughter loves. Okay, there you have it. I need a little more than respect. <laughs> <laughs> I, need, I got my checklist is a little longer than respect. Okay, well, Antonio Brown, let's talk about him. She definitely can't date Antonio Brown. <laughs> White guy or Antonio Brown? And, and, and neither. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, he's going back to school. We'll tell you what his plans are now, and we'll tell you about another accuser. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's about time. What's going on? Yo! This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Antonio Brown has re-enrolled in some classes at Central Michigan. Now he posted a photo of his class schedule on Instagram yesterday and captioned it back to school since he's not in the NFL anymore. He is taking uh, classes. They might be online courses because all four of those courses that he posted are offered online. Mm -hmm. Now, if you guys are keeping up with everything that's happening uh, apparently, he was released on Friday after Sports Illustrated reported he contacted a second woman who made allegations of sexual impropriety against him and these alleged text messages. And that is with a woman who is an artist. She has not gone public with her identity. And she also was previously featured in an article about Brown in which she claimed that he got naked and hit on her while she was working at his home in 2017. She said she did decline his advances and she felt he was being completely inappropriate, but she never went to the cops. She never took legal action against him. And then she said after she went public, he then sent her all these menacing text messages as part of a group chat. Act, uh, he was instructing associates to look at her personal life. Also, he included a photo of her children, and she took that as a clear threat. I think that's a, a great way of uh, Antonio Brown to use his time by going back to school, his mm -hmm. downtime. All right, and then in addition to that, uh, she also says that during the two days that she worked in his home, he also would have had sex with her, had sex in front of her with another woman while she was working in the same room. So while she's working, he was having sex with another woman right there. Oh, she's not easily distracted then. I mean, listen, she, I don't know. It's just a hard situation. That don't sound and a little then, wild to you, then, That don't sound a little odd. Right. You're just working in the room, somebody else having sex, and you just Sounds disgusting. All right, now, Jonah Hill, according to an exclusive from Deadline, they said there's a rumor floating around that he is in discussions to be cast as the villain in the Batman film. Penguin. Where Robert Well, he Pattinson ain't fat enough to be Penguin no more. Will star in the title role, so... Some are speculating that he would play Penguin, penguin. but some people are saying the Riddler. I don't know. Nah, Penguin. I definitely see Jonah Hill as a Penguin. Yeah. Well, they put on want a fat him. Suit. The so old Jonah Hill could be, be, be ready. It's not a done deal, but they do want him. I can definitely see Jonah Hill yeah, playing Yeah, I can see that, too. I can't wait to see Joker, though, by the way, next week. All right, now, August Alcina has shared a health update. And it's been very tough for him. So our prayers are going out to August Alcina. He said, my doctors have started me on my IV antibody immunotherapy. In short form, it's sort of like chemo. But instead for my immune system, only in this case, not killing the cells, but encouraging my nervous system and body to rebuild. So he said, I don't know, I'm still learning. I'd be lying if I said it hasn't been tough on my body, but there are necessary steps in order to make progress. So let's uh, send our prayers out. Yeah, I spoke to him about a week ago. To August Alcina. He was good in spirits, and he was telling me about his uh, his kids. So, shout out to August Alcina. Now, French Montana has announced a new album, Montana, and that is going to be his third studio LP. He said that album will be out in November. 
uh, Kanye West is going to take the Sunday services nationwide. I feel like he's been doing that, though. He's been going to different places. He was in Chicago and Cali, Atlanta. Mm -hmm. He's going to continue that mission across the country. Now, other things that have happened. DJ Drama, his girlfriend, is accusing him of beating and biting her. She posted video of her hand and teeth marks. And here's what she said. I'm at the clinic right now. I'm about to get a shot. They wrapped in my arm already. And they're going to give me some antibiotics for the bite marks because they were pretty deep so I don't get an infection. Thanks for all everyone's DM. I can't reply to all of them because there are so many, but I'm okay and um, I am going to leave, but there's no flights right now, so yeah, there's only much I can do. I literally don't have any money on me right now. All right, so she is in Turks and Caicos still, apparently where they started off their vacation and she's saying that she can't even get out of there. Would the drama say anything? He hasn't said anything yet. Yeah. All right, I'm Angela Yee, wow. and that is your Rumor Report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. All right, Revolt, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice Mix is up next. 800-585-1051. Hit us up for the request. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. I just signed a deal. I'm on. Yeah, yeah. I go where I want. Good, good. Play if you want. Let's do it. I'm a young CEO. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let me shout to everybody again that uh, been hitting me about uh, the real estate seminar we did uh, on air yesterday. Uh, shout to Caesar, Matt, uh, Sabine, Jose. Uh, you know, it's it's very inspirational where I hear a lot of your stories and a lot of you guys trying to get into real estate and trying to create generational wealth. And I, I love to see you guys, you know, teaching your kids because that's what we need to do. Teach our kids early. My, my daughter's 17. I'm teaching her about real estate now. My son is, is 15. He'll be 16 in a couple of months. I'm teaching him about real estate now. Try, try to teach him about generational wealth. So to make sure no matter what happens in life, there's always some type of income coming in. So... I'll see you guys at uh, one of our seminars, either in Atlantic City this week or Atlanta or Houston. Now, All right, sounds good to me. And I also want to shout out my girls from Lip Service because I do have a Lip Service national tour that is starting off in Philly October 20th and then New York October 21st. And then we take the show on the road. We're going to be in Charlotte. Uh, we'll be in Silver Spring, Maryland, a.k.a. also right there by D.C., um, Cleveland, L.A., San Francisco, a lot of different cities, Atlanta, and we're booking some great uh, special guests. So we're going to start announcing who's going to be at the show. So I advise you to get your tickets now. You can go to Ticketmaster.com to get those, or you can go to LiveNation.com to find out where Lip Service will be in a city near you. All right. Now, um, when we come back, we got your positive note. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Look, it's all bad. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yes, indeed. Hey, salute to everybody who came out last night uh, to the event that 92Y did with me and my man Kevin Love. Um, the event was all about mental health. You know, Kevin Love is a, is a big mental health advocate, mm -hmm. as am I. He started going to therapy a couple years ago. So did I. He suffers with anxiety. So do I. So we just was kind of continuing the conversation. Not kind of. We did continue the conversation that we had on um, HBO's The Shop. And, you know, it was a packed event, sold-out event. And it's so interesting to me to see packed houses for men discussing mental health. It's like, who the hell have we become? But a uh, salute to my guy, Kevin Love, and everybody at 92Y. And the positive note is simply this, man. Uh, doing what you love is the cornerstone of having abundance in your life. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? 
girl. Yeah, I'm in my bag, but I'm in his too. And that's 